This recording is a production of the Conservative Anabaptist Education Committee. This presentation was recorded at the Conservative Anabaptist School Board Institute 2017, held in Sugar Creek, Ohio, on March 3 and 4. Well, welcome to this session. What qualities are we producing and why? And uh, maybe to get started here, we're just going to bow for a word of prayer. We've been interacting here for a little bit and just uh, quiet our hearts before God. And uh, let's see, Aiden, would you lead us in a prayer for the session here? Amen. Thank you. What qualities are we producing and why? Uh, Very good question. Uh, When I was asked to give this talk, uh, Brother Jonas was at our church last fall when we had the the CLE workshop. And in, in my devotions, I made a passing comment about uh, our school working on a, a mission statement, and he picked up on that and said that we need to hear about that. And I was encouraged to see how many of you have already done a mission statement or are working on one. Uh, we are still working on ours, and I'd like to just give a little bit of history here on on who we are and uh, uh, why we're here. We are, my name is Ernie Stolzhus, by the way, I guess you realize that from the, the program. We're from western New York about 50 miles south of Buffalo. We're uh, quite a small congregation there, a small school. We hang right around 15 students on an average over the years. And uh, we arrived there as a result of a church planting back in 1993. Um, Our school started a few years later in the basement of our, our new church house, and we are now in our fifth or sixth year. Is it five years or six years, Dwayne? Not sure. Of a new school that's been added onto our, our church house, and uh, we're really enjoying that that uh, facility. Um, we've been coming to the Casby, uh, the the uh, yeah Casby for a number of years. I think our school board completely missed the first year, and at least two of our board members have been at. At most of the ones since that, uh, we've we've missed a few, but I would say Casby has been a has had a huge impact on how we view education, uh, specifically how we as a board interact with transmitting a vision to the school, which has helped us tremendously. And so we are very much in the learning curve as a school board. I'm I'm here today just to give our testimony as a school. And um, God has blessed us in so many ways. We, we feel very blessed. Uh, but we are very much in the developmental and, and learning curve stage as a school board. <clears throat> I would say about three and a half years ago, we reached a crisis point in our school. And uh, 
Well, let me back up a little bit. I think there was, there was probably many crises along the way. We, we had, uh, as a small church, as a small school, we had some of our church families that decided to homeschool. And uh, my wife and I decided to homeschool for three or four years. And after a while, we decided that, you know what? The school needs us, and we need the school. And we, we just uh, made that transition back to the school again and, and uh, have really been blessed in doing that. <clears throat> but three and a half years, we were in our new facility. We had, we had, uh, we had uh, some very good years. Uh, three and a half years ago, I think we, we reached kind of a crisis point, and I, I think that that crisis point had to do with more about us as a board than, as, than it did with the school. And I don't know if you, you know what I'm saying there or not, but we realized, I believe, in a new way, in, in a more uh, stark way, that our teachers were very too much the burden bearers of the vision for our school. And that every time we had a, a staff change, the, the, the school vision kind of felt a little bit unstable. And we, we had a year where we, as we reached that crisis, we, had, we came to a year where we did not find a teacher. And we, we went into the school year. Um, the, the former teacher decided to come back and help us out for, for two months. Uh, he became sick and, and uh, for some reason wasn't able to continue. And we pulled another teacher in from another community uh, who was, did not know us, was not familiar with our church. And, and um, some of that was, was difficult. But as we talked about these things as a board, we realized more and more that really uh, we need to step up to the plate. As, it wasn't that we weren't giving any direction. It wasn't that we weren't, um, it didn't have a heart for what we were doing, but we realized that we need a proactive vision that, that's a little bit more intentional uh, and, and communicated with our, with our teachers. And so we began to work on a mission statement. One of our school board members encouraged us to consider that, and um, we started working on a mission statement. And the, the process of that has been a very good experience for us, just to think through what are the priorities? What do we want for our school? What do we want our school to produce? What qualities and values do we want coming out of our school when that student graduates? <clears throat> so that's a little bit of history on, on who we are. Um, why a mission statement? Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And what that verse is really saying is where there is no vision, um, things get chaotic. The word perish means wild and ugly, really, is, is, is what, what that word means. And... <clears throat> I think it's clear in this verse that without a vision, without direction, we can, we can so easily wander aimlessly through life uh, and, and waste precious hours, waste precious time that could be invested in the kingdom of God. 
um, we get easily distracted on the superficial issues and, and lose sight of the, the greater purpose, the big picture, uh, the coherent vision that we heard about yesterday morning. My human tendency is to, to desire great things in my heart. You know, I want great things to happen. We want good things in our school, don't we? We want our children to, to graduate with a vision. We want them to be uh, purposeful and, and visionary. But without practically writing those thoughts and desires out on paper and, and without a, a purposeful plan to, to keep that in front of us and, and to communicate it diligently, we, you know, that, that vision remains a dream, doesn't it? It's just something that we would like to see happen but that never really happens uh, because we haven't been quite intentional enough to, to write it down, to think it through, to pray it through, uh, putting enough thought into it to make a statement that is actually going to direct um, the decision-making processes in our school. Um, I want to say, too, that the, the process, I think, is important. Uh, we did reach a crisis. We did say, look, we, we need to go to the next level with, our, with being proactive. And, and that process of, of talking that through and of getting together numerous times and just, you know, what do we want this to look like has been a very good experience for us as a board. Uh, so I would encourage you, if you don't have a mission statement or if you're working on one, uh, don't rush the process. Remember that mission statement is to give directions, not something you want to take back down in a couple of months and say, well, we kind of missed something here. Maybe we ought to redo this a little bit. Now, this is something that when, when a business does a mission statement, it's something that rarely changes um, or not, not very often. It, it, it's something that um, gives direction to, uh, to, that, to that organization Remember, it's a, a, a short statement. I like that 30-second elevator picture of, of, you know, you ought to be able to say why we exist as a school in about 20, 30 seconds. Uh, and to do that, it takes some thought, takes some, some uh, real consideration. <clears throat> that short statement gives the reason for your school's existence. It, it encapsulates the, the qualities and the values that you want your school to produce in the students, and, and why. Um, it's a valuable frame of reference to use in making the everyday decisions in addition to the long-term goals and plans. And really, I think at times it's the inspiration and the encouragement we need when we're going through rough spots in our school life um, to remember that this is still where we're headed. This is where we're going. We just need to refocus and get back on track again. It, it gives you a reference point. And uh, I believe that's, that's very valuable for us as school boards. I believe a good mission statement answers a lot of questions. And I, I want this to be somewhat interactive here. Um, I know a number of you have... How many of you have a mission statement in your school? All done. Okay. Wow. Uh, maybe I'm here to learn, to, to learn how you uh, came to that, that point and, and, and just what some of those uh, dynamics were as you worked through that. What are some of the questions that a vision statement 
answers. Why a mission statement? In your mind, uh, anyone, what are some of the questions that get answered when a mission statement is done well? Where, why do we exist? That question, a mission statement answers. Why do we exist? What is our purpose for being here? Yes. Anyone else? What is ultimately the most important? What are the priorities? Are we, are we going to uh, do whatever it takes to increase the numbers in our school? Is that the priority? Are we, or are we um, more concerned about what's happening inside those four walls with the 15 students we have? The priorities, yes. Anyone else? How do we, along with why we exist, how do we plan to continue existing? Okay, you have any, any more on that? How did your school clarify? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. We'd like to talk about that a little bit later, that there, there is kind of a difference between a vision statement and a mission statement. A vision statement uh, is, is looking more not at the present state of your school, but at what you want your school to become. The mission statement is more the action, the present day, uh, how to get there. So, yeah, appreciate that. Anyone else? Some of the questions that a mission statement answers. Did I hear one over here? No? Okay. With the mission statement, at least with the nonprofit I work with, it helps us to, we use it as a tool when something new comes in that we haven't really heard about. Mm-hmm. It does fit in with mm-hmm. a mission statement. Mm-hmm. And vision uh, statement as well. But I think those two together is a tool for decision making when we have to make a decision about a new mm-hmm. program, a new plan, a new curriculum. Excellent, yes. It actually makes decision-making a bit easier because the, the options are narrowed down before you, before you even uh, start the discussion. Uh, does that idea fit into our school vision? And if it doesn't, you know, it, it narrows the path. You know, even Jesus had a mission statement. It narrowed the path for him, didn't it? He had a, he had a clear path to the cross, and he kept that in front of him all the time. He said, the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And he never deviated from that vision. Are you thankful for that? He had that vision. He had that clear path to the cross. And there was so many, when those other options came in, when there's, uh, you know, Satan offered him the kingdoms of this world, um, you know, Jesus could have uh, possibly gotten married or what? No, he did the best he could to, to um, keep that clear path to the cross. So that's what a vision statement does. And Jesus didn't need a vision statement to, to guide him on that path. But he even said very clearly, you know, this is why I'm here. And I think we benefit by doing that as well. Anyone else? Are we empowering our 
students. Um, not just to, to give them tools to be great businessmen, uh, not to just uh, go out and make a difference in, in the business world. That's wonderful if they do that with a kingdom focus. But are we empowering them to be the hands and feet of Jesus to serve the world? In whatever way, it, be it with business or with uh, going on the mission field somewhere else, whatever God calls them to specifically, are we empowering them to be the hands and feet of Jesus to serve the world in whatever way God calls them to do that? What is a mission statement? Maybe we kind of uh, answered part of that already. One definition is, it is a written declaration of an organization's core purpose and focus that normally remains unchanged over time. Properly crafted mission statements do three things at least. One is serve as filters to separate what is important from what is not. A properly crafted mission statement acts as a filter. It, it, it filters what is important and what is not. It sets the priorities. Secondly, which interests will be served and how? And number three, a properly crafted mission statement communicates a sense of intended direction to the entire organization. And, and as we think about a mission statement for our school, you know, it gives direction for us as a board. Uh, we, we, we pray through this thing and we talk about how, you know, what, what are we going, what is the direction? And it enables us to give direction to the teachers. Uh, it gives, uh, gives us something to, to uh, give clear direction. And one thing about a mission statement, it is really useless if it is not a governance tool in your school and if it is not regularly communicated. Um, so important to communicate, communicate, communicate uh, as we think about communicating to our teachers. And, and I believe as we do that, uh, they will be inspired to communicate in the way they teach that vision to the students. <clears throat> the difference between mission and vision um, Mission is kind of cause. Vision is effect. Uh, what effect do you, have, do you want your school to have? What, what is the, the overall, uh, what, what do you want to see uh, the, the effect of your school having on your uh, students? Now, we are not finished with our mission statement, but I, I think I'll risk reading to you what we have uh, currently our purpose or our vision, this is now the big picture of what the, the effect that we want in the school. Uh, and it's not necessarily been clinched, all right? So uh, just bear that in mind. To glorify God as we partner with the church in developing young men and women who are equipped with the skills to be effective in the home, on the mission field, and in the workplace. So there you have some definition already. We, we are... Uh, we want to partner with the church. So the church vision is, is, a, is a big part of directing what our vision is as a school. We want to partner with the church. We want our vision to complement the church. We want our students to be 
um, excited about the church. Developing young men and women who are equipped with skills to be effective in the home, on the mission field, and in the workplace. If they're businessmen, that they do it with a kingdom focus. If they're on the mission field, that they're equipped with the, the, the knowledge of, of, you know, discipling people because they've been discipled. We just discussed our mission statement a little bit this morning, even, and, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll read for you what we last came up with. We're, we're not finished with it yet, but it says, our mission is to equip our students with the tools they need to serve the world. And we're realizing that there might be something missing there yet, maybe the hands and feet of Jesus to serve the world. Uh, so that's where we are in, in that process in our school. So a mission versus vision is kind of like cause and effect. The mission being the cause, the vision being more the effect. The vision statement has more to do with the future and, and really describes what your school hopes or plans to be in the future. Uh, more of an inspirational or motivational statement. I think a tendency with church or mission or school mission statements is to be uh, too general. Um, somehow, when when we when we um, it can be kind of easy to ju- to just use spiritual language to kind of communicate some ideals that doesn't really give direction. And maybe an example of that would be, you know, we want our school to build God's kingdom. We are a Christian school, so it could be assumed that we are here to build God's kingdom. But that statement doesn't really give direction, does it? It doesn't really, uh, it's not specific enough. It's, it's not quite enough. Uh, it'll probably end up in the drawer and be forgotten just because it, it, it doesn't give enough uh, to make decisions from. Again, the importance of communicating that vision statement um, and it giving direction it can be inspiring. The, I remember the last time that we talked about our vision statement or the mission statement. Uh, a few times ago, it, it came into the picture that we do want to have something that, that uh, encourages serving, serving God, serving the world, uh, being the hands and feet of Jesus to serve the world. And when we got done with that discussion... All of a sudden, it grabbed me. That statement started grabbing me, and I said, are we doing that? And that's exactly what a mission statement is supposed to do. It's supposed to um, begin prioritizing what is important and, and giving us a gauge as to are we accomplishing the goal or are we not? I have a... An example here from a, a business mission statement that just kind of gives the, the inspiration 
I think that a company needs and that can apply to our schools. Um, this comes from Southwest Airlines, and it was interesting to me because I, uh, when, when I heard this vision statement, I had just had a Southwest Airlines experience. And immediately I was like, wow, somebody can communicated that vision. Uh, this is what they say. Their mission state. well, let's read the purpose first. Um, this is the overall uh, purpose that they have for existing. To connect people to what's important in their lives through friendly, reliable, and low-cost air travel. And then the mission statement says, the mission of Southwest Airlines is dedication to the highest quality of customer service delivered with a sense of warmth, friendliness, individual pride, and company spirit. I chuckled when I read that. I had just had an experience on Southwest Airlines, and my son and I were, were flying together. Uh, and when we got in that aircraft, there was a, you know how the stewardesses get up there and they do their little thing and everybody kind of zones out until it's all done and then we kind of settle in. Uh, you know, where the escape routes are and, you know, what you're supposed to do in an emergency and all that. Well, this steward that we had, everyone was just just laughing by the time he was done. He just made a humor out of the whole thing. And we actually got it. You know, we, we actually heard what he said. But it was so funny. We were, we were just all laughing so hard. It, some, of the, some of the phrases he had throughout the flight and just, uh, you know, things that were boring on other flights. He just made a lot of fun. And one of their, one of their goals is to have... Uh, uh, one of their core value things is to have a fun-loving attitude. Well, this guy was just having fun on the plane there that night. And uh, so we, we enjoyed that. Another one of their core values is to have a servant's heart. And I think one thing that we need to remember is this is a business. They, they are aiming to serve people to make more money. That is not our purpose as a school, is it? Our purpose is to have a servant's heart to our teachers and to have a servant's heart developed in our students that actually uh, gives them a passion to serve others by serving, to serve Christ by serving others. Several things I would just like to uh, mention. I think whether we have a mission statement or not, and I, I know for us that was a, a step that has been very meaningful for us. But possibly even more important than that is our attitude toward education, our attitude toward the school, our attitude toward the opportunity we have to give our children a Christian education. Someone mentioned yesterday that, you know, the previous generation, when our generations, maybe our grandfathers, great-grandfathers, when they began to um, push for the Christian school movement or the private school movement, uh, they they sacrificed, didn't they? They even... Uh, I know of some, some men that spent some time in jail because of uh, t- 
taking a stand against the public schools and some of the things that were happening there, and they did not want their children to be part of that. Um, And so their vision may have been more what they didn't want than what they actually wanted. We have a tremendous opportunity to build on the fact that they simply, you know, got a blessing from the government to have private schools. We have a tremendous opportunity, tremendous resource here to have a proactive vision of what we want these these private Christian schools to be like. And uh, some of those things uh, cost people. There was sacrifice. There was hard work that went into just having uh, private schools. What is the reason? I think we, in, in this thing of what are the values that we are producing and why, as, as we think about what we want to produce, I think it's important to, to reflect on, on that, you know, what has been in the last 50 years, and, and, then to re, and, and to anticipate what some of our challenges could be in the next 50 years, and, and just to, to think about some things. I'd like to mention a few things here. In reflecting on the freedoms that we have to have a Christian school, some of the things that could happen in the next 50 years, the government could actually try to force us to send our children back to public school. That could happen. I'm not trying to scare anyone here, but I think it's good for us to think about that, that that could happen. And, you know, if that would happen... How would we respond to that? If that would have been me back there 50 years ago um, where our forefathers were asking the government for private Christian schools, would I have had the conviction to do that? Would Would I have had the conviction to sacrifice in order to make that happen? Some of you might be able to relate to, or some of you might relate to family members, brothers and sisters, um, who have chosen to send their children back into the public school system, would you want what they have today in the lives of their children? Um, that can be kind of sad as we, as we think about that. Would you want what they have today? Uh, what are we willing to sacrifice to continue this movement of a proactive vision for Christian schools? Another thing that could happen in the next 50 to 75 years, as we think about our vision today and and the possibility of losing that vision, um, you know, that is a possibility that we could lose our conviction for Christian education and send our children back to public school for whatever reason. Um, I think we can expect pressures in the next 50 years. Uh, against the Christian school movement. Maybe it, for whatever reason, maybe we feel it could, maybe it's too expensive and uh, you have to pay your school taxes just like your neighbor and your children could have a free ride to school on the bus. But if we run out of money and we lose our vision, we could decide to do that. We could send our children back to public school. Uh, God forbid, but that could happen. It's good for us to think about that. Or we could decide that 
it's just too much work. Let's just homeschool. And if anyone here is homeschooling, I hope you don't misunderstand me. God bless you. Um, But are we willing to pay the price? Are we willing to sacrifice and do what needs to be done to do the hard work uh, that's involved in in, uh, maintaining a Christian school? What else could happen? I think we could get swallowed up in the world's emphasis on higher education, and, and I don't have a problem with higher education. But we could start giving all our excelling students all the attention and, and um, you know, just push them to more and more and, and to, to develop them more and more to the neglect of those who are possibly special needs children. And develop a worldly mindset of, of, you know, it's all about me. It's all about achieving. It's all about um, doing something big in life. But without that, without that kingdom focus. But I believe it is important to equip our students. It is important to, to give them the tools they need with that kingdom focus. Or we could do the opposite of that, where we, we do as little as we can to get by. You know, as few days as possible, as few years as possible, or as few hours as possible. Let's not compare ourselves with the public school system and requirements. And, you know, if, if, they're, if you're doing more than they require, uh, just keep that up. You know, well, the public school system says we can get by with less hours and, or less days. So let's shorten the school year. Let's just get by with as little as we can, get through school and get on with life. You know, that isn't God's design either, is it? Uh, so there's two ditches. And I've uh, been so encouraged with what we have been learning this week. The, the push for excellence, and yet doing that with a kingdom focus and a vision that empowers our teachers. I believe education, the importance of it, is, is communicated so much by our attitudes, us right here in this room, whether we're fathers, board members, pastors, our attitude about uh, education. You know, what do your sons hear you say about school fathers? Do they know that you're behind them? Do they feel your support? Uh, that's important for us to think about. What do they hear you say about the responsibilities you're given? Maybe you're the new school board member. Uh, how do your children feel about that responsibility? Are they proud of you that you're a school board member? Or do they sense that it's a burden to you that you'd rather not? and that it's just something you, you, you're uh, not really engaged in, maybe half-hearted. Maybe you're asked to plan a school trip, or maybe you're uh, put on the schedule for school devotions, or you ask to visit the school or mow the yard. What's your attitude about that? What do your children hear you say about that? Does it cost too much? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to have a Christian school? I know that's why you're here. Um, But I'm excited about the potential that is here and, and the empowerment that can come from this group to go home and to do for our teachers, do all for them that we can, to let them know that 
This is kingdom work. It's important work. It's something that we are partnering with you. Um, And there's so many ways we can do that. I'm just going to open it up here in a few minutes and, and ask you to share some of the ways that you do that in your school, in your situation. Um, I know we have staff meetings. Brother Dwayne here gets together with our teachers once a month, right? And um, they can vent. They can talk about problems. They can say what's going well. They can say what's not going well. Um, they can talk. And, and we discuss that at the board meeting. Hopefully, uh, the things that we, we decide from there are encouraging. Um, we are blessed with two teachers that are giving it all they've got, and we appreciate them so much. But uh, so many things that we can do that has uh, a huge ripple effect, positive ripple effect, as we leave this place. Is my time up at 11.15? Yes. Oh, it's 11.30. Okay. Anyone here have something you'd like to share? Something that works for you in your uh, situation? Things that you do to empower your teachers? Could we hear some of that? Very good thought, yes. Willing to take this cost, but also Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. What we communicate is so, so important. Anyone else? <laughs> yes. Appreciate that. Wow, that's excellent. That is so good. Anyone else? Yes.
Okay, thank you for that. Anyone else? Lauren, would you mind sharing what you shared with me last night? I, I thought that was a good one too. Oh, same one, okay. <laughs> The entire board with the faculty. Yes. Thank you for that. Anyone else? Yes, I remember when uh, our school was, this was a number of years ago, uh, one of the brothers and I at church worked together, and there was a few times when we, we just decided to, to go and have phys ed with the students, just kind of surprise them. And uh, there was a lot of boys at that time, and you know, that, just that, that kind of lift, they, they just enjoyed that so much. You know, we can really hit the ball today. We can really play ball, you know. We're not just playing with the little girls, but uh, our dads are here, and we can, we can have a good ball game. That was fun, and uh, yeah, we enjoyed that. All right, anyone else? God bless you as you... Um, Go home, empower your teachers. Remember the qualities that we are seeking to produce and why. Um, has so much to do with how we empower our teachers and what we communicate to them. Communicating the vision and uh, having a vision. God bless you. This recording and many others are available through Christian Learning Resource, the campus bookstore at Faith Builders. Order online at www.christianlearning.org or call 877-222-4769.